a vision of a wrangler of a university of pedantry and of philosophy by james clerk maxwell read for LibriVox.org by chad horner located in liverpool england uk deep st mary's bell had sounded and the twelve notes gently rounded endless chimneys that surrounded my abode in trinity letter g old court south attics i shut up my mathematics that confounded hydrostatics sink it in the deepest sea in the grate the flickering embers served to show how dull november's fogs had stamped my torpid members like a plucked and skinny goose and as i prepared for bed i asked myself with voice unsteady if of all the stuff i read i ever made the slightest use late to bed and early rising ever luxury despising ever training never sizing i have suffered with the rest yellow cheek and forehead ruddy memory confused and muddy these are the effects of study of a subject so unblessed look beyond and see the wrangler now become a college dangler court some spiritual angler nibbling at his golden bait hear him silence rest of reason her advice is out of season while her lord is plotting treason gainst himself and church or state see him next with place and pension and the very best intention of upholding that convention under which his fortunes rose every scruple is rejected with his cherished schemes connected higher powers may be neglected his result no further goes much he lauds the education which has raised to lofty station men whose powers of calculation calculations self-defied how the learned fool would wonder were he now to see his blunder when he put his reason under the control of worldly pride thus i muttered very seedy husky was my throat and reedy and no wonder for indeed i now had caught a dreadful cold thickest fog had sailed slowly round the candle burning lowly round the fire where melancholy traced retreating hills of gold still those papers lay before me problems made express to bore me when a silent change came o'er me in my hard uneasy chair fire and fog and candle faded spectral forms the room invaded little creatures that paraded on the problems lying there fathers there of every college led the glorious ranks of knowledge men whose virtues all acknowledge levied the proctorial fines there the modest moderators set apart as arbitrators twixt contending calculators scrutinized the trembling lines all the costly apparatus that is meant to elevate us to the intellectual status necessary for degrees college tutors private coaches line the senate house approaches if our alma mater dote she's taken care of well by these much i doubted if the vision were the simple repetition of the statements of commission strangely jumbled oddly placed when an awful form ascended and with cruel words defended those abuses that offended 
my unsanctioned private taste. Angler in form and feature, unlike any earthly creature, she had properties to meet your eye, whatever ye might view. Hair of pens and skin of paper, breathed not breath, but chemic vapour. Dress, such dress as college draper, fashions with precision due. Eyes of glass, with optic axes, twisting rays of light as flax is twisted, while the parallax is made to show the real size. Primary and secondary focal lines, in planes contrary, sum up all that's known to vary in those dull, unmeaning eyes. Such the eyes through which all nature seems reduced to meaner stature. If you had them, you would hate your symbolizing sense of sight. Seeing planets in their courses, thick beset with arrowy forces, while the common eye no more sees than their mild and quiet light. Son, she said, what could be queerer than thus tete-a-tete to hear her talk in tones approaching nearer to a saw's than aught beside? For the voice the sceptre spoke in might be known by many a token to proceed from metal broken when acoustic tricks were tried. Little pleased to hear the siren own me thus with voice of iron. I had thoughts of just retiring from a mother such a fright. No, she said, the time is pressing, so before I give my blessing, I'll excuse you from confessing what you thought of me tonight. Pars, she cried, with hoarse devotion, give my son the clearest notion how to compass sure promotion and take care of number one. Let his college course be pleasant. Let him ever, as at present, seem to have read what he hasn't and to do what can't be done. Of the philosophic spirit, richly may my son inherit. As for poetry, inter it with the mists of other days. Cut the thing entirely, lest young college dawn should put the question, why not stick to what your best on mathematics always pays? As the hag was thus proceeding to prescribe my course of reading, and as I was faintly pleading, hardly knowing what to say, suddenly my head inclining i beheld a light form shining and the withered beldam whining saw the same and slunk away then the vision growing brighter seemed to make my garret lighter as when noisome fogs of night are scattered by the rising sun nearer still it grew and nearer till my straining eyes caught clearer glimpses of it being dearer dearer still than number one in that well-remembered vision I was led to the decision, still to hold in calm derision, pedantry, however draped, since that artificial sceptre proved a paltry sub-collector and had nothing to connect her with the being whom she aped. I could never finish telling you of her that has her dwelling, where those springs of truth are welling, whence all streams of beauty run. She has taught me that creation bears the test of calculation, but that man forgets his station if he stops when that is done. Is our algebra the measure of that unexhausted treasure that affords the purest pleasure ever found when it is sought? Let us rather, realising the conclusions, thence arising nature more than symbols prizing, learn to worship as we ought. Worship? Yes. What worship better? than when freed from every fetter 
that the uninforming letter rivets on the tortured mind man with silent admiration sees the glories of creation and in holy contemplation leaves the learned crowd behind and the poem this recording is in the public domain